What's going on, everybody? This is J.M. Banks, and I'm Eric Hawthorne, and this is the Urban Outreach Podcast. Thank you all for joining us once again. we got another great episode for you all. First and foremost, just want to thank everybody for making our first initial episode of our relaunch a huge success. Uh, when an, uh, That episode in 24 hours hit the normal streaming amount that we get for a good episode. After about a month of being up, I was like, wow, this is, this is really something different, really something special. And then when it became our highest streamed episode after a week, I was like, wow, you know, this is crazy. So uh, for us to relaunch and, and just receive this much support and this much love, we really thank y'all out there. Uh, it really does mean a lot. So starting things off, music for the episode was uh, provided to us by the Handsomely Rich Kings. A track you heard on the intro is Royalty. You'll also hear that on the outro. Please tune in to the end of the episode if you want to catch that whole track. That is off their debut EP, 1312, which brings to light the story of the handing over of the crown of the Mali Empire in 1312 from Mansa Akbakari. The second to Matsumutsa, who would become the richest person ever. The motivation for this music is for us to know our history as royalty and to strive once again to lead the world in progress. So please check out that album. It is on Spotify. It is pretty dope. I've listened to it. Eric, you enjoy good hip hop such as myself, uh, so you you would enjoy that as well. Yeah, most definitely. Yeah, these brothers really really talented, and for this to be their first album they put out is super dope. I've been I was able to listen to it straight through. So if you have, if you like me and feel like you're getting old and feel like you're kind of tuning out of hip hop, you know, give that a listen. You know, it might give you something to bump. You know, in your off time. Uh, speaking of hip hop, uh, there's been a lot of conversation going on in regards to Cardi B, as you all may know. I uh, heard Megan Thee Stallion release a song called WAP. WAP. Mm-hmm. Would be W O O P. Never mind. I don't care. I don't care. So WAP. Is the song I have not heard. Uh, surprisingly, it was actually Eric that brought this to my attention. It was like, we should probably talk about this on the show, seeing how there's a lot of debate raging online in regards to the subject matter. I personally really didn't have any interest in hearing the song, but I'm all about that content. So let's go ahead and let me listen to it live, and you all get my reaction. But sweet tap dancing, Buddha in Christ. That was raunchy, man. And that's how I know I'm getting old because I'm like, wow, I clutched my pearls a couple times. Good it, Lord. It's not that bad. It is that bad. She said, touch the dingly thing in my back of my mouth. Okay. She said, so. spit in my mouth. I've never heard a girl say spit in my mouth on a track in my life. Okay. In my life. Good sweet Jesus. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, that, that song was, I can definitely see why a lot of people are uh, got some split. Maybe just the wordplay and it was more than I was used to, I guess. She said, eat my ass. She said a lot of stuff. She said, park that Mack truck in this little garage. I was like, okay, hello. Yeah, that song is, I can definitely see why people are, I mean, like I said, I'm so super 
glad that I ain't got kids. Because if I had to somehow moderate my daughter listening to that song, like, that would be hard. Like, I don't, don't want to see no TikTok videos of my, my little girl dancing to there's some hoes in this house. Or that was like for, I mean, the, the 23 year old in me loved the song. Because that's like the song I want to go to the club to, and, and that's going to get the women jumping. And But the adult in me is like, yo. My mama always said, be careful what you put in because it's going to come out. Okay, well, I was a... Even, even from like a psychological, uh, you know, like a mental standpoint, like a conditioning. Like the way you can brainwash somebody uh, with, with subliminal messages. Those messages aren't even subliminal, but you can definitely alter somebody's. And I'm a living testament to that. Like, and I think that does happen with the female population as well. Like, you you hear these messages constantly talking about get the bag, get the money, you know, uh, get them for everything he's worth. You know, I don't want to say whole mentality, but uh, opportunistic mentality. And you know, it's a lose lose situation in our community because we got black men out here killing each other. We got women out here uh, selling their bodies, and at the end of the day, it's pretty much like, what are we actually worth? But you know, music is a powerful thing. I hope that younger generations don't pick up on this and and really indoctrinate indoctrinate this into their everyday you know philosophies. Yeah, well, I I didn't. I didn't really think of it like that. I thought I, I particularly don't particularly like the song. However, these are adult women, young adult women, and they're making songs for young adult women typically. So there is a parental advisory on the CD or on the uh, you know the download that says that this is an adult song. So with that content being known. I'm not sure how we get that correlation as to this is for younger generations. Now, I think it's on the parents' part to stop uh, the child from listening to the song if that goes oh, against, yeah. you know, what's going on and, you know, the rules within their household. Uh, I can say, for instance, I grew up on Juvenile, 504 Boys, mm -hmm. uh, DMX, Snoop Dogg, Dre, you know, pretty much everybody on the West Coast, DJ Quick. And, you know, there is a lot of uh, violence associated within uh, that music as well as sexual um, exploits. You know, I mean, Tupac, Jay-Z, all that. And, you know, those are the songs you and I grew up on. And neither one of us are, you know, assaulting women or anything like that. Right. Or Let me ask you a question. What was the most popular shoes in your high school tenure? wasn't a shoe fanatic back oh, then. Okay. Well, I, I could just say growing up, it was it was the most, the shoe everybody seemed to have was the Air Force Ones. Okay, Air Force Ones, correct. Yeah, yeah and okay. those came about strictly and solely, and you can debate me up and down, because of a song. Like, those shoes sold on the level they did because of hip-hop. Yeah, I will agree with that, and I will also agree that the person who wrote that song uh, probably should have struck a deal with nike in, in order to actually good. make money right. uh but what, what you see but i will juxtapose that with what's going on with this song now cardi b put uh kendall jenner uh, no kylie jenner in this 
music video and it's upset a lot of people but it was a strategic business move because uh kylie jenner has so many followers on her you know online on her uh why are people upset about why are people upset about kylie well because they're saying that there's so much black excellence in the video with black women and stuff like that then you all of a sudden you insert a white woman into the video however uh i think that cardi and her team are probably looking at it as, as a strategic business move say okay well people are obviously going to talk about this song this song is going to get a lot of radio play it's going to be uh something that's hotly debated you know let's get this out to kylie fans as well and have them disseminate this uh you know the music as well and so i would juxtapose that with nelly who just basically gave nike free advertisement for their shoes and he didn't make any money off those profits but you know cardi b is getting played she's getting streams etc etc lining her pockets as well as megan the stallion so Hmm. um i mean that's another way to look at it but you know i kind of want to just get back to the point i just don't think that you know these two women are role models for (laughs) you know i don't think they're 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 supposed to be your children's role models i think it's just a a fun song inadvertently are they're inadvertently are how uh because these are the the women that they're taking cues from like why are your children taking cues from these women? My children aren't. I know because you don't have I children. I don't have children. But of course but not. But you parents. were you were probably somebody that grew up liking DMX. What they really want from us, and he names all the exploits he has with women mm-hmm. or whatever. But you don't have have any children. I don't. But I am an outlier, just like you. Uh-huh. You're an outlier. Everybody doesn't end up like me and you. Unfortunately, there's a large chunk of people at the bottom who's going to hear a certain message and they're going to latch on to it. Because they heard Malcolm X and didn't latch on to it. They heard Martin Luther King didn't latch on to it. Cornell West, not feeling that. Sometimes, unfortunately, the ignorant stuff you hear, and I say this from experience because I grew up with these Negroes listening to Messy Marv and, and uh, unfortunately, uh, early Richard the Factor uh, before he started doing community outreach like he seems to be doing now. Uh, just a lot of these, a lot of these cats, uh, uh, Jacka, a lot of these songs is just 100% if I get disrespected, I'm going to roll up and shoot a guy. And okay. that's the mentality that gets distributed amongst a lot of these young black men is that's this is my anthem that I'm bumping. Just like you see these crazy white people all pumped up about the Star Spangled Banner and that's their anthem they get you know pumped up to. And look, it's just a song. It shouldn't influence any kind of emotional reaction whatsoever. And unfortunately, I do know certain people who, who base they... they, they mind frames around hip-hop mm-hmm. unfortunately what from what they buy to what they drink to i didn't know anything about douce a few years ago right it started popping up in songs that i knew just the same thing about bugattis i didn't know about bugattis until they start rapping about bugattis and unfortunately it, it it really does influence the spending habits and influences what we share what we comment on there's no reason this song should be in headlines I think that people just take it for just a song that's fun. I mean... I don't think people have been taking it as... From the stuff I've been seeing, I think okay. people have taken actual offense to the song. Like, I, I don't see why. I don't see how this is any worse than... Because you're not seeing these songs come out of other communities. Like, you're not seeing... Okay, well, you have all these rock bands that talk about, you know, morning cocaine, stuff like that. Uh you know, you'll hear some, you know, glorifying uh, suicide, et cetera, et cetera. I, I just, you know, I don't exactly see 
what the problem is with their freedom of speech. No, 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 no. I, yeah. I definitely don't want people to think I'm. Telling no, you, I'm of course not. Because we I'm have saying a it from yeah, and I'm taking it from the the, the ethical. Not even ethical. Like okay. I believe everybody has a right to say what they they want to say. I just feel like we in our community can't afford it. Like we, I, I just I'm just scared because if this is what the young and I know you're saying that parents do have an obligation to, mm-hmm. you know, watch their kids and what they watch. But you know, you know, from our growing up, like there was moments that my mother wasn't around, so. There was a lot of stuff I was exposed to on my own that she definitely didn't know. And this was before the internet. You know, this is just me being a kid getting my hands on stuff. It's readily available nowadays. Right. But then again, like I said, you know, I would just take into consideration we're from the generation of Yin Yang twins, Little John. I mean, get low. Uh, then our parents, uh, uh, probably my, my mom, uh, my mom is a little bit younger than yours, you know, Dre, Snoop, uh, and then so on and so forth. And then you hear about um, probably our grandparents' generation where they were talking about uh, doo-wopping as being, you know, secular and stuff like that. So I, I just don't really see, always see the correlation from some of the music to what the end product would be. I mean, for instance, I love the Bone Thugs and Harmony uh, sound. Uh, E, what is it, E Eternal 99 or something like that. Yeah. One of my favorite songs on there is Mo Murder, but I'm not talking about going out and, you know, murdering somebody. It's just a song that I like to hear. Yeah, yeah, and I hear you. But I, hear I, you. I get what you're saying, but I think that if you want to, you're more of a... I'm a I got nieces. No, I'm not even saying that. I'm saying some of the some of the backlash I have heard has not even been like an honest critique of the song. Like, an educated stance from your perspective uh-huh. it's just been anger and calling these women out of their names oh just calling hoes basically oh, okay yeah 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 and i can definitely understand because there has been a huge debate over the last few years about uh i think they call it uh, dot rap well i think it's a lot of times it's dot hop well i think that black women have been shamed into expressing themselves sexually as well yeah. Not, you know i think that I black agree. women now or taking their power back and saying okay you know if i want to talk about this these guys have been able to talk about this over the past you know 20 something years and they've been praised i mean big pimpin jay-z um tupac i get around etc etc snoop dogg i mean gin and juice you know he talks about all his sexual exploits in those songs now let me talk about uh, this i mean like i said you know dmx what they really want from us i mean that's a song where it's just a whole verse naming all the women that he supposedly has interact with and uh, interacted with one of my favorite songs growing up was freakily but I, I i do happen to in the technical sense, right. if you exchange sexual favors for goods or money, that is prostitution. Okay, so are you are you going to excoriate the men who claim to be pimps like Jay Z? I mean, it, it, uh, okay, pimping and tricking I, were two different generations. Okay, pimping was I got holes in different area codes. Mm-hmm. Tricking is you can have whatever you like. Now, once upon a time, tricking was very, very looked down upon. You didn't spend money on hoes. That was unthinkable. That was pimp rule number one. You don't let the hoes take your money. 
And then there was some sort of shift with the generation. And then it became, since I have money and money is the thing that I can flaunt, I can buy expensive bags for women I don't necessarily want to have relationships with because they know exactly what they are. And, yeah, there's no shame in tricking anymore. But on the same hand, you got to think about if they're tricks, if they're Johns, Mm-hmm. then the recipient is a prostitute. I hate to say it because I feel like it's, it's, it, it is shifted. Uh, maybe I'm looking at it from a kind of like a older perspective. But technically speaking, if I were to, and I've heard the argument that if you take a woman out on a date and you sleep with her, it's technically a state of prostitution because you kind of paid for it in a way. I don't see it. I know you don't see it in that that's, way. That's a very argument. abstract. It's an abstract argument, but it does have merit. If, if there are certain women I've heard who go on dates with men, extravagant dates with like fancy dinners and activities and whatnot, and then they have sex with them. And this guy's probably out of $250, $300 in this evening, as opposed to directly just giving her that money. And, you know, it's an exchange of goods for services. Now, it's not guaranteed like a prostitute. But, I don't know. I don't know. I don't have kids, but I have nieces. And I don't want them listening to this stuff. I don't want them picking it up. Well, that's your job as a an adult role model in their life. These women are not supposed to be their role models. It's supposed to be you. It's supposed to be their parents that are supposed to be the role models to say, hey, you know, this is not a song that is appropriate for man, your age group. This 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 hip-hop we got to deal with is like a Jedi mind trick, man. It's, I mean, I'm not going to say, I don't, like I said, I don't even like the song. But what I'm going to say is that, you know, this kind of music has been around. I mean, people have been talking about this type of music forever. I was watching the movie Ray uh, the other day, and then, you know, just them being so upset That's that. The devil's music. Yeah, but talking about the devil's music. You know, our grandparents, great grandparents, even our parents. I, I know, for instance, I would love to see, like, my mother's reaction to this song when she was probably she bumped you know Ludacris's back for the first time and she used to play the what's your fantasy remix or the what's the original version of what's your fantasy or even you know my neck my back by kaya you know that used to get disgusting i <laughs> used to get heavy airplay you know on on in Kansas city you know so those are the songs that I heard growing up, but you know, it's not but like... That's the thing. I can remember girls, I think it was like the 7th or 8th grade, singing singing that song in the classroom. My neck, my back. And it's like, they probably shouldn't have been singing it. Like, it shouldn't... I get parents aren't around their kids 24-7 to police what they, you know, the content they intake. But it's just the content that's available for them to intake. It's not making it any easier for parents. But, like I said, I don't have children. I'm so glad I don't got children because I feel like this kind of shit does mold kids. Like, this does, like, definitely, because kids are dumb. Kids are very dumb. And then they see Cardi B. Like, I remember who I thought my heroes were. As, as I thought Kanye West was a genius. I was like, that man's a genius. He knows what he's talking about out here. People don't get it. They just want the hood nigga shit. And come to find out, he had a couple couple screws loose. Well, that's a completely different argument. That's talking about, uh, you know, devolving into mental illness, especially after something as tragic as his mother passing. And uh, I think that when you look at something like The College Dropout, you say, yes, this is an excellent album. This is 
probably from the mind of a genius and then you say okay late registration is good and then kind of as it goes on then you kind of say okay maybe this is a tortured soul uh when you get further along in this catalog and then you say uh you know what i'd say around my jesus you kind of realize there's something wrong there was something wrong because my beautiful dark twisted fantasy which was also a red flag my beautiful dark twisted fantasy. Mm-hmm. We should have been getting that man help around that time, and then Jesus popped around and just like, okay, this might be something wrong with Kanye. But yeah, it, it was, and, and I guess that is the way it is with most geniuses, like Vincent Van Gogh. Like it's these great arcs, and then it's like, oh shit, something's wrong. He just cut off his ear. Something's wrong. Right. Like we just thought he was just great eccentric but, artist, but <laughs> but I. <laughs> Let's get back on track. I just back on track. Cardi B knows exactly who her demographic is. She knows exactly what she's selling, so she's going to. And, and same thing Nicki Minaj did. Uh, I remember when Anaconda came out, and people mm-hmm. were like, "Oh my God, this is the the video to end all videos." And you know, and now Cardi B is moving in that. And in each time, the the I think the line gets pushed, and pretty soon it's just going to be a girl getting back shots on a video while rapping. And that's going to be the video. Mm, I don't think we'll go that far. You don't think we'll go that You are a optimistic Well, person, I'm just saying, you know, you're kind of saying, you know, if we give you an inch, you'll take a mile. I'm okay. saying those little inches add up. Add up like, Anaconda was like seven, eight years ago. Was it that long ago? It was long ago. I was, I was still working at Seventh Heaven. Okay. When Anaconda came out. And I was just like, oh my God. Like, and there's another song with them taking a nasty, dirty song that we thought was nasty and dirty at the song at the time, Uncle Luke. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, or excuse me, not Uncle Luke. Sir, uh, Mix-a-Lot. Sir Mix-a-Lot, my bad. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, Sir Mix-a-Lot. Uh, but yeah, taking that dirty song that we just thought was so dirty back in the 90s. Uncle Luke, by the way, that's crazy that like, this is like, we thought he was nasty. And then it's, but yeah, uh, all I'm saying is that, uh, I feel like the vulgarity line, I mean, looking back from where we started as kids and what my, uh, just based off what my mom was like, y'all can't listen to this because it's too much. Uh, and where we are now, it's just like a complete, it's night and day. Like it's, it's full blown ass cheeks in my face. And I don't know. Like, I remember I used to wake up early when I was getting ready for school and turning on, you know, VH1 or MTV to watch videos. My mom wasn't around. She wasn't up yet. You know, she was still asleep, about to, you know, get up from work. I, I just felt like, yo, it's, it's a lot of kids that's going to be exposed to this. It's going to be a lot of a lot of young men talking about there's some hoes in this house. This, and I don't know. I don't know. Maybe it's just the, the old, cranky old man in me. But, I mean, like I said, 23-year-old in me loves this song. I would love to be in the club at this point in time, dancing and having some girls talk about putting stuff in their mouth and touching the dingly thing in their throat. That I would be all for that at that age. But the responsible adult in me is like, yo, this might have negative ramifications on the community. I guess we're just going to have to uh, agree to disagree. No, Eric, I, I'm I, right. No, definitely. I just, Eric is definitely trying to not. perpetuate I, the, the, the... No, I just think that, you know, if a black woman wants to take control of her body and, you know, take control of her sexuality, I'm perfectly fine with that. I have no say-so over that. Um, now... As far as people seeing these women as role models or uh, getting some sort of, you know, deep spiritual message from the song, I mean, I don't think you should be doing that. I don't think you should place that burden upon them. That's your 
job as a parent that you're supposed to instill with your child into your children what to listen to and what's appropriate for their age group. So, yeah, I definitely agree about that. Uh, but yeah, I, I definitely just want to talk about that just based off of all of the different things I've been seeing out there. Uh, also want to give a special shout out to us here at the Urban Alchemy Podcast. We've been hit up by uh, two publications here in Kansas City, KMBC, as well as The Pitch in regards to our interview we did with Ralph Talaferro on Project Legend. And they did want to get in contact with, uh, with him in regards to doing follow-ups in regards to that interview on the opposition that Project Legend has been uh, facing. So we just are super, super pumped up that our message is getting out, our our, our platform is out there and, and it's getting some sort of traction so thank you once again everybody out there uh, once again we are out here just trying to help the community pretty much we are trying to be advocates for issues facing the urban community and just trying to discuss it discuss it because i feel like communication is a powerful tool and building bridges of understanding here in our in our urban core especially in kansas city so shout out to us uh and shout out to everybody out there who's been sharing and posting and, and doing everything to push that episode along we do Appreciate that a great deal. Uh, just to give you a quick update, Project uh, Operation Legend is uh, expanding. So since the time we were on the air, it has gone out to a couple other cities, one of which being St. Louis, Missouri, uh, a few hours away from us here in Kansas City. Uh, that sadly was uh, enacted after the murder of Trinity Riley, an 18-year-old mother, as well as her two-year-old son, Caden uh, Johnson, who were both killed during home invasion. And these uh, three home intruders murdered this woman and her child while she was clutching her child. And after that, they decided to enact Operation Legend in St. Louis, Missouri. So, you know, to the opposition of that, obviously there are there are cities out here that are that are clamoring to get it to solve these murders because unfortunately the community is not coming forward to solve themselves. So. On everybody, this is J.M. Banks, Urban Alchemy Podcast. Got a very special guest in the building today. We got Drake Draco, the barber in the building. Yeah, yeah, what's up? That's good. That's good to right. be here. That's right. My barber for the past 10 or so years, one of the best out here in Kansas City, the best barbershop, Drake Barbershop in Kansas City, Missouri, right off 39th and Main. Check this man out. Once you get this man in this building uh, to talk about a community project he has coming up, as well as to talk about the shop. You know, we are big on black businesses out here and want to support our black brothers and sisters who got their own business and want to make sure that they get the support they need in this community. Uh, so thank you for dropping by, Drake, that uh, and coming by to talk to about uh, uh, your project so tell us a little bit more about what you got yeah so it's this sunday on august 16th it's called the back to school community fundraising event it's the second annual event uh that we hosted for back to school and um it's really become a passion of mine over the past few years to uh give back to disadvantaged families and uh really just try to encourage others to uh do what they can and make a difference in the community one simple act of kindness at a time that's super dope and we do thank you for putting on that event we do need more brothers out here who are being leaders in our community and putting on these events for the for the younger uh, demographic and whatnot so how long have you been putting on these uh this event i've been putting on events uh community events for probably the last three or four years since um like i'm 34 now so Probably since I was about like 30 years old, I really started uh, getting more involved in the community as far as like, you know, volunteering at homeless shelters and, um, you know, just 
doing doing smaller things on a smaller scale but as far as like community events i probably started doing this about like two three years ago that's dope yeah in the future i really do want to branch out and start doing our own community activities so seeing you being able to put this on is a huge inspiration so once again we do thank you for for your time and effort in, into your investment into your community. You are a pillar of your community. Uh, Drake's Barbershop, if you have not gone there, that is one of the greatest barbershops here in Kansas City. Drake is actually one of my original barbers ever since I chopped my braids off. Uh, I've only gone to him. I went to two other barbers in my experience, and both of them have messed my heads up. So Drake is the only one who touches my head. I got to say debatably best barber in Kansas City, uh, hands yeah. down, in yeah, my opinion. Probably, Always probably got true. a crispy, crispy cut just and he always hires great barbers in the in the atmosphere of the shop let's talk about the atmosphere of the shop because that's a, it's, it's one of my favorite times of the month is coming to get a bar coming yeah. to get a cut at the shop yeah. it's always the the atmosphere is definitely something that i try real hard to uh cultivate and uh critique over the years um in the beginning i had a hard time kind of not only coming up with the atmosphere, but coming up with like a theme to the shop, you know, as far as the decor and the overall vibe of the shop. Um, but over the, you know, like in February, we're going to celebrate our 10 year anniversary. And so that's going to be a milestone. But as far as like the atmosphere of the shop is real laid back. It's pretty cool. You could come there, be yourself where. Um, you know, I try to establish an atmosphere where everybody is somebody and uh, you can just come there, be yourself and people accept you for who you are, no matter what ethnicity, what background or any of that. You just come there, enjoy yourself and get a good quality service while while you're there. Yeah, man, you, you definitely going to brush shoulders with a lot of a lot of folks you might not normally run into on your regular day to day. That's one of my favorite parts, because I'll be sitting next to a white cat and this gay guy over there. And we all talking about different yeah. topics and discussions and, and just seeing points of view. And, and it's one of the beautiful things, because, you know, I love talking about different topics and discussions. Why I got a podcast, you know? Yeah. So just being in the shop, I'll, it's, it's one of the places I get to sharpen my skills for discussion and different topics. So it's a great place to go. If you ever want to get that. That genuine urban barbershop feel, go to Drake's Barbershop, man. It yeah. is. And I'd say uh, one of the things that took a while to lock down was the, was the proper team. The proper team. And, you know, that's still, I think that's it, uh, uh, definitely one of the hardest things about running any business, not only a barbershop, but uh, successful businesses establishing and employing the right team, the right surrounding yourself with the right people that uh, hold not only your best interests at heart, but the greater good of the business itself best interests at heart. And that's that's uh, constantly been a uh, you know one of the hardest things to do. But fortunately for me, I do have a wonderful team. We got some of the top barbers in the city, and um, they're dedicated to bettering themselves. Let's bettering, give them a shout out real quick while we got um, on we here. Got, I got some of the dopest barbers. Some, some of them are uh, Casey Murph. Um, he goes by Murph the Barber. Um, you can hit him up on Instagram and Facebook at Murph the Barber. Alpha um, brother of mine. Yep, yep. He's pretty cool. And then we got uh, Geraldo Martin. Geraldo is doing his thing. He's a, a vet in the in the barber game, and um, he's a, he's kind of a, a more reserved guy, but you know he definitely offers quality service and uh, he takes his uh, his profession very seriously. 
And then uh, we got my boy uh, Lalo, Lalo the Barber, <clears throat> Lalo Vasquez on uh, Facebook. Uh, he's a real good friend of mine, and, uh, you know, it's always a good time to work with him, uh, you know. And then we got uh, Anthony Palacio. He's a real fly cat, man. He's doing his thing. He's definitely um, got a lot of potential. Um, I can't really say enough good things about the guy he just surprises me every day and uh the way he carries himself and the way that uh he goes about his everyday activities and uh just to watch him grow and mature has really been a um a, a really good thing to watch and then we also have Aisha I forget her last name she goes by Aisha but uh, you and know, her, she's the girl at you, the shop. She's the girl, and uh, she's definitely, uh, she brightens up my day every time I see her. I mean, she always just full with a uh, good, positive attitude, just full of life and full of laughter. Um, yeah, and so that's, so I got, I got Casey, Geraldo, Lalo, Anthony, and Aisha, and, um, yeah, that's the squad, and then myself, and uh, we be up in there from eight to eight every day, Tuesday through Saturday. That's right, yeah, and it's crazy how the team has evolved over the years because yeah. it has kind of been a revolving door. Everybody don't stick at at, at Drake's barber shop. It, it's a, it's a survival of the fittest. Over it's there. definitely survival of the fittest. I I think that uh, one of the things that makes my barber shop the uh, so special is that. It's literally the hub of entrepreneurship um, with, um, you know, me evolving in my career over the over the past few years. Um, I've realized that I'm more than just a barber. I think, uh, like you mentioned earlier, um, I've become a pillar of the community. My business is a pillar of the community. And, um, you know, it's, it's really just a stepping stone, you know. Over the past 10 years that I've been open, six barbers have came out of there and got their own shop. So, I think that's really something special. Yeah, shout out Teddy. Uh, he was one of the originals at yep. Drake's Barbershop. He owns, um, what's it called? Uh, Loyalty is Royalty Barbershop on 27th and Walring. He's doing his thing. He's a really good friend of mine and a really good barber. Y'all go check him out, too. Um and then also we got, um, I just go down the order. We got Q. He's down at location one. Um, I think that's on like on 61st in Cleveland or something like this. It's on location one. Y'all can look that up. It's in Kansas City. And then um, Teddy, he did his thing. And then we also got uh, LeSabre Drone. He owns Legends Barbershop on 34th in Maine. And then we got Cut Hair LaFleur. He's doing his thing over on, uh, I believe it's like 34th and Truce. Yeah. Or 30, maybe, might be 41st and Truce. Yeah, and Drake Drake's Barbershop is steadily becoming like the Apollo Theater in Kansas City the for Apollo barbers. Theater. You got to stop through. You, you got you to sharpen your teeth there. It's yeah. the hub of entrepreneurship. It's a stepping stone. I give you the game. I'll show you what, how to build and sustain a successful business. And, you know, I'm all about, you know, helping others around me. Like, I, I'm not winning if my team ain't winning. Right. 
right? And I, I think that's the ultimate goal of anybody that owns or works at it, any kind of business, to ultimately have your own business, it should right? Be. To, or at least be the boss at that business. You know yeah. what I'm saying? A lot of a lot of bosses want to keep their employees employees, though. They, they, they like you. They don't want their employees to move forward. Right. You know, right. And I, I already know, for real, I feel like as a, as a barbershop owner, if I can get a person to come, uh, you know, just soak up what I have to give them uh, for at least a good two years, mm-hmm. if they just stick with me for two years, the, the possibilities are endless. It'd be good for me, good for them. So, for real, you know, shout out to everybody that ever stuck with me for longer than two years. I really appreciate that. And, you know, I know everybody got their own path. Everybody got to do their own thing. But, you know what I'm saying? I'm saying, like, for for the future, for other barbershop owners or people that's out there just listening, you know what I'm saying? If you get a good two years out your, out your uh, person, man, you did good. Yeah, you gotta put your work in. You gotta, you gotta earn. Your, you gotta pay your dues. So yeah, everybody got to pay their dues, and I had to do that myself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but uh, starting off at Drake's Barbershop is not for the faint of hearts. You have to have thick skin because they joke yeah. a lot. There's a lot of joning going on, and they yeah. will roast you. I've, yeah. I've seen some cats who probably couldn't take it and may have, may have got <laughs> ran out a little bit. But uh, yeah, those are some sure. of the funniest times. And definitely one of the reasons I keep coming back because it's yeah. always something new. It's always something new. You never know what you're going to get. Or who's going to come through. Or who's going to come through. And and that's one of the best things I like about uh, the location of my shop. Like it's right in the heart of uh, Midtown on 30, 39th in Baltimore. And, um, you know, it's just a really eclectic uh, type of people to come in there on an everyday basis. And, psh, that that's one of the things that I think is makes it so special is just really you know not only do the barbers make it special and just the overall vibe, but for real the the people is what makes any business successful, whether it be uh, thrive or just being able to be sustained and maintained. The people is what really matters. So I think for anybody that's out there listening. Y'all want to sustain a successful business, focus on your customers and what can you do for your customers. And that's what's going to help you maintain longevity. Right. Because there's there's a lot of cats that are in the shop that I've known from years just from going there. You you keep them coming back. Keep them coming back. And a lot of times people get focused on how much money they can get, you know, like... In a barber game, people be like, you know, they 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 almost see it as like busting heads, you know. Right. They just trying to make a quick buck. Like they'll come there, cut a couple of heads, and be gone for four or five hours, and then come back, you know. And really, if you want to be successful, no matter what it is that you are doing, I believe that you had to put a hundred and ten percent of your time, your money, your energy. And a multitude of other things, but them are the three things that you really have to uh, dedicate to your overall goal. Whether it be better in yourself, better in your finances, better in your your place in life, whatever it is, you got to put one hundred and ten percent in that. Because you know, if you don't put a hundred and ten, if you only put seventy five percent into something, you're only gonna get seventy five percent results. You know what I'm saying? And I don't know about you, 
Well, I need all mine. Right. And so I'm willing to dedicate whatever I got to do to make whatever I'm trying to do pop off and make it as successful as possible. Absolutely. Yeah, that's a good work ethic to go by because it's always going to be the next guy. If you're working at 75%, even if he's working at 80%, yeah. he's still beating you. He's, you know, he's not getting he's not getting the most out of uh, what he has to offer to the world. Right. A- anybody who who is 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 competing at a lesser level is going to lose. You're going to come up short. Yes. I, I'm doing this to be the best podcast in Kansas City, and then the best podcast in Missouri, and then the best podcast in the Midwest, and then the best podcast in the country, on to the world. Like it's right. going to be a steady progression. Right. But it, it's going to always come with doing 110 percent, just like you you here right now. You got yeah. off, you got through uh, doing the heads, yeah, and you could have just went home. Couldn't hear all day. Yeah, you even putting in the work, you could have just went home, yeah, enjoy, had a nice little drink, chill with your family. Yeah. You here, you doing public publicity promotion, hey, this, this you know, what, for a community event. Takes. For a community event that you for ain't even city. making nothing off of. I ain't even going to get no money yeah, off of this is all. This is all community service that you putting in right now. What it's all about, on baby. Sunday, on Sunday. Giving back, giving back and doing what I can do to... Make this world a better place, one small act of kindness at a time. You know what I'm saying? I mean, and, and you know, this is kind of fun, though. It's not like this. Yeah. You know, and it's same with the barbershop. You know, it's not like it's just like all work. You know yeah. what I'm saying? That's one of the things that, for for me in particular, makes uh, the barber game so special is because I really I have a passion for it. I really enjoy doing it. Like, I remember it was times when I was cutting little neighborhood kids for free and I wouldn't get paid nothing, but I just liked doing it. I just wanted to do it, you know, and, you know, by the grace of God, uh, people are actually willing to pay me for something that I love to do, you know. Um, that, that's a very, and I'm glad you brought that point up. That's a very rare thing that somebody in our community is able to do what you love. You know, this is a pastime uh, hobby for me. I'm not making any money off this right now. Yeah. But. The amount of fulfillment I've been able to 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 receive doing this, you yeah. know, it's astronomical. I, I've received more, uh, you know, uh, more of a fulfilling feeling doing this than I have doing any job that paid me any amount of money. Right. You know, for free. Yeah. So, you know, the fact that you're out here and you're able to do that and give back to the community and, you know, you have been successful. You are a success story. You know, you have your own your yeah. business. You, you employ other people. Yeah. Now you're able to do, you know, you're able to reach back. You're able to get, give, give back, back to and, the community. And hopefully, I, I really feel like uh, giving back is not, is, uh, not gonna, you know, help me reach back, but also, uh, you know, do, do bigger and better things in the future, you know, as far as like, uh, you know, become more than just a barber like i like on my instagram and stuff it says like i pretty much just advertise uh being a barber but over the last uh few months since i've been putting on this event and amidst the covid and just all this and that just conversating with different people i really realized that i'm more than a barber you know i'm, I'm something like a community activist philanthropist uh entrepreneur motivational speaker and so I feel like them, them are the routes and the endeavors that me personally, I would like to pursue because I feel like that's my real gift. You know what I'm saying? Uh, like I said, Drake's Barbershop is a stepping stone. Also, uh, 
the barber game for me is a stepping stone now i'm gonna use my platform to give me the bigger and better things you know what i'm saying and so that's what it's really all about you know just staying on your path and believing in yourself believing in your dreams and knowing that you can accomplish anything so how long have you been in the barber game i've been in the barber game since i i, I started uh barber school when i was 18 years old two days after i graduated high school Man, so you knew just right off the bat that's something you wanted to get your hands into. I mean, I ended up having a, a kid in high school, and my mom was like, Drake, you got to do something. Right. You're going to go to school, or you're going uh, to get, get a job. And she was, you know, she was on me, on me, just. And so the barber school, I had inquired about being a barber, and I know I had a kid when I was in high school, so I had to do something to make money relatively quickly. Um, a lot of my friends were going to KU and various colleges talking about all this stuff and they was about to do it. I was like, man, I did at the time, I feel like my whole life is just like torn apart because my girl was about to uh, give birth to my son. And I really just didn't know what to do. And so I turned to, uh, I just called and inquired about how I can become a, a barber and what all it, it takes or whatever. And I just kind of forgot about it. This is the beginning of the school year. And then after that, uh, towards the end of the school year, I, I was still kind of up in there. I didn't really know. My mom was on me. And then the barber school ended up calling me probably about a month before I was about to graduate. And then she was like, uh, you still interested in becoming a barber? I was like, yeah, I'm interested. And so then, you know, uh, about a week or two before uh, I graduated, me and my mom go down there, and she get me signed up. And like I said, two days after that, uh, two days after I graduated, I, I started barber school, and psh, it's been a wrap every since. I've been sticking with it. Originally, my plan was uh, uh, just to, you know, put myself through college, and, um, you know, go on and pursue, uh, you know, various other careers. I didn't really have a idea of what I wanted to do at the time. But the barber gang or the, being the barber profession was just supposed to be a way for me to put myself through college. But then after over the years, um, this really became a uh, – it became real good to me. The barber gang being real good to me. And so, you know, it's like anything else if – you know, give you all to something, you put your all into something, and can't nothing but positive things come from it. So that's what happened, and that's what I did. So here I am, Drake's Barbershop, 10 years in the game. That's right. So so this community event we got uh, going on uh, Sunday, is there a specific title that goes by the annual uh, event? Yeah, it's called uh, Drake's Barbershop Presents Back to School Community Fundraising Event going down August 16th from 1 to 6 at 106 West 39th Street, Kansas City, Missouri, 64111. Everybody's invited. Everybody's welcome. We got free food, free drinks, two bouncy houses, marching band. Um, we got live performances, live DJ. It's going down. We're going we're gonna to rock the block. I should have I really named it uh, Back to School Block Party. Cause that's pretty much what it's gonna be. Uh, we putting on, I'm putting on for the city, man. I got a lot invested in this, and uh, I hired a whole team to uh, put it together for me. And so it's gonna be so spectacular. I really hope that everybody that hears this is able to attend, come and donate, and help us give back to our community. And what are they raising money for exactly? 
we're raising money for Kansas City's less fortunate children. A lot of the school supplies and stuff that we get are going to go to a, a local elementary school. Um, I forget the... Um, I forget the name of the elementary school, but the principal of the school, she's going to be there. A lot of the kids that live around the, around the shop and in the area go to that school. And they, it's so unfortunate that a lot of these kids are at a disadvantage like that. And, you know, I'm just trying to do my small part to help them out, help them get the things that they need to be successful and become, uh, you know, productive members of society and not a statistic. Right, and I'm so glad you're out here doing that, brother, because we definitely need that. So, Drake's Barbershop, uh, this Sunday, uh, August 16th, uh, back to school drive. We're doing big things out here. Man, marching bands, we got food, we got haircuts. So, yeah, everybody is invited, DJ. Kansas City. DJ, ah, oh, man, Free everybody. Food. Got Free food, food. We, we got have, music, we, we got haircuts. We're just going to be hot dogs and hamburgers either. We got some chicken on there. We're going to have steaks. We're going to have ribs. We're going to have potato salad. We're going to have whatever, you, I ain't going to say whatever you want, but I'm saying it, it's going to be nice, though. There's going to be a lot out there. Yeah, that's yeah, right. Yeah. That's right. Urban Alchemy Podcast is going to be out there streaming it live here on this very same community page. Yes. We're streaming this song. So we're doing this out here in Kansas City. So, yeah, if you're yeah. in the Kansas City area uh, for this Sunday, please drop by. We got haircuts. We got music. We got food. We got everything you can possibly need. We got fun need. games, activities, two bouncy houses, um, you know. Everybody's gonna we got we got hand sanitizer station. I know a lot of people's out there worried about the COVID and stuff. True. And you know, um we definitely gonna be taking the proper safety precautions. Uh, mask and when you inside it'd be cool if you could wear a mask, you know, we're gonna be passing our mask. So, you know, it's gonna be real cool though. You know, majority of the events gonna be outside, it's gonna be spread out, so uh everybody be able to feel safe, have a good time. And, uh, you know, just enjoy yourself and come turn up with your boy. That's right. And that's all we're trying to do out here is have a good time, be safe. Spread and, positive vibe. Yeah, spread positive vibe. Try to build Man. this community up. And it all start, It all starts with one step. And thank you, brother, for taking that first step, Drake. You know, we need more oh, business owners out here like you out here. Definitely do, man. You know, if every we business don't get owner enough had, of it. Yeah, and if every business owner had one event that they threw yearly, you know, yeah. it, it would be an event every month that, that made these communities worth, you know, worth living in. Exactly. So, you know, for, so, in case you don't hear it, thank you, brother. You know, <laughs> thank you, thank you. Because doing this podcast good. has taught me there's a lot of thankless jobs that go go on out here. So just yes. in case you don't hear it, thank you for your work that you're putting in for thank this you. community. Thank you, thank you, know, you very so. much. And you know, and that's been one of the things that like um, I kind of struggle with uh, late at night when I'm just laying. Laying in the bed or whatever, you know, I kind of wonder, is, am I just wasting my money? Is this just like uh, another way for you to just, you know, throw away uh, the, all the money you just sit here and cut all these heads for all day? Right. And then I tell myself that for the greater good of the community and good things are going to happen from this. And, um, you know, you get, I, I, you know, my grandma, God bless her soul before she died, but she used to always tell me that you get out of the world what you put into it. True. And so, if I can just somehow impact, um, 
my just like the three or four blocks that you know are the immediate surroundings around the barbershop if i can just impact them four blocks and help them realize that drake's barbershop is there for them and that the world is not all bad and that it is good people out here and if we all come together we can all make a difference and so if i can just do that um my expectations will be greatly surpassed well let me tell you brother you're doing it you out here, you doing it, people listen, people, you know, this is something that I didn't even realize that the, the event was this close. It just dawned yeah. on me since we doing a relaunch, I'm starting to focus more on community events. Drake got a community event. And as yeah. I walked in a barbershop, I saw that, you know, it, it just so happened to be this Sunday. So I was like, let me get this man in here ASAP, right. you know, but, you know, so in saying that, thank you so much for doing what you're doing. We do need more brothers out here. Uh taking time and investing their resources as well as money and time to bring these events. You know, it's not easy. It's, it's not de- definitely not easy. It talk, takes a lot of time and work and dedication. Um, and not only money. Yeah. It definitely costs a lot of money to, uh, well, I wouldn't say a lot of money. Well, I mean, different, different amounts of money. It's, it's, it's money it's, it's you not cheap. to spend. It's not, it's not cheap just to, right. to put on events like this. Everything this you right named here, didn't sound cheap. No. As far as food, you giving away free haircuts. Man. You got you got bouncy houses. You yeah. got you got music. You, yeah. None of that stuff said cheap to me. No. You know, so, it's a lot of time. It's a lot of yeah. it's a lot of it's a lot that goes into these I'm, events. People I'm don't see. Super pumped about this. This is literally going to be the best event I ever did, and to I, date, to date, because it's only going to keep growing from here. It's going to keep growing. It's going to be on the news too. I know it is, man. I mean, I've been calling. All the news channels telling them, and my team is man calling them, telling them they said they're coming. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? They said they was gonna send a uh, crew out. So wow. uh, I don't want to brag or anything, but that's one good thing we've been putting in is, is we've been featured on KNBC, yeah, uh, the Pitch Magazine since our last interview. So we definitely yeah, yeah. out here getting traction that, as well. That's good. So definitely know we're gonna be uh, gonna be getting the word out on our end as well. So yeah, I was I was just streaming you on the community group page. So. Uh, thank you all once again. Uh, the, the community I built for this podcast is amazing. I never thought I had people all around the country and people streaming all around the world. So that's a incredible feeling for a, a young nigga in Kansas City to feel. So hey, it's definitely something special. Yeah. So uh, thank you everybody out there who is continuing to support. Please check out Drake's Barbershop. If you are in the Kansas City area, you look for a barber. He will not steer you wrong. I've been rocking with this man for over ten years now. Since I chopped my hair, and I would not recommend anything I would not swear by. And that let is me, the truth. Can I can, can I just add that it, you can book your appointment online at drakesbarbershop.com. And my name is spelled D R A Q E S barbershop.com. That's right. We will definitely be linking his uh, his his site as well as any kind of style seed uh, links. So you can definitely book an appointment with this uh, barbershop. Even if you ain't going to Drake, you're going to Casey, you're going to Lalo. Yeah, I'm telling you, I got some of the top crew in the city, man. These dudes are true professionals and serious about their craft. Not only can you come there, enjoy yourself, and get a great service, you can also, we do have a full-service bar on deck, and you can have a couple beverages while you wait. Or, you know, if you just, you know, just... 
It's just a great atmosphere. Whatever. Just, if you want to just stop by and chill and just have a good time. Yeah, just come through, man. Just come check it out. Drake's Barbershop. We are right on the corner of 39th and Baltimore. Premier Barbershop of Kansas City. Man. When I tell you I go way back with that barbershop, I've seen so many barbers come and go. I, I, I love the atmosphere it's in right now. It's a great vibe. Come check it out. Come support your community. Come support your local business owners. Do everything you can to make this community build and grow. So once again, thank you so much. Draco Drake. Kansas City, one of the best barbers I know here in the community. Thank you so much for uh, spending time to come by and tell us about this community event you got going on. Thank you so much for coming by and throwing this uh, community event for the people. Uh, keep doing what you're doing. Keep progressing. Keep building because we will continue to uh, pub you as you grow. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. It was a great time. And uh, yeah, everybody out there, book your appointment on jakesbarbershop.com. Or just come by the shop at 106 West 39th Street. That's right. So, everybody, keep your eyes peeled for this man. He has great things on the horizons, big things on the way. Uh, barbershop today, who knows what is going to be coming tomorrow. So, Draco <laughs> Drake, uh, check him out. One of Casey's great barbers. And, uh, yeah, so thank you all for joining us once again, Urban Alchemy Podcast. Uh, as we continue to bring you uh, leading issues and events going on in the community, I'm happy to have my position here. So, hopefully, I'll continue to support. Uh, so, yeah. Well- to everybody out there, you know, just keep doing what y'all doing. We're going to keep doing what we're doing out here. Uh, thank you all uh, for tuning in. Also, make sure to check out our community page on Facebook, uh, Urban Alchemy Podcast Group. And make sure you like our Facebook fan page, Urban Alchemy Podcast. Uh, please email us any kind of questions. I've been loading up on emails from a couple of people, so please email any kind of questions you might di- want to direct towards our podcast, topics, discussion areas you might want to have covered, whatever. Uh, any kind of po- uh, interviews you think might be interesting for us, urbanalchemypodcast at gmail.com. So, uh, once again, uh, thank you all for joining us. Uh, track for this episode is from the Handsomely Rich Kings Royalty. Uh, so, Eric. Anything uh, you want to add in before we cut out? Uh, no, I just really want to thank everybody for, you know, continue the continued support. I mean, it really means a lot. Uh, you know, I just want to give a shout out to my brother over here, JM, because, you know, he approached me with this idea and we were just like, okay, let's just do it. You know, we were just talking about some of the things that we love. These are like normal conversations that he and I would have over the phone or on a drive or whatever. And I'm just, you know, I'm proud of you because I know you And have... 10 years later, I finally <laughs> did. Like, well, for real, we've been talking about doing something for years and was just like, man, we need to put this down. Right, right, right. So I, I just, like I said, you know, I just want to say, you know, I'm proud to call you brother. Um, you know, you got to start somewhere. And I always... JM and I always joke all the time that oh this is like Steve Jobs <laughs> starting, basement this yes, is the, the garage the garage where you know we're we're um starting Apple essentially so you know it's just it's just good to be here with you and be able to have these conversations and you know to actually see people tune in and actually care what two people from Kansas City Missouri have to talk about you know yeah it still bugs me out when i watch it. when i see like when i was telling ralph like about the different streams all around the world he was like what and i was like yeah it's like in finland and mexico and ireland and he's just like what and i'm like yeah we actually get streamed 
around the world. Like people from other countries listening to our episodes. And that baffles me sometimes. Because I'm like, yo, how did you come across this? But it's all love. Because I'm like, yo, if you took your time. Because in order to count as a stream, you got to listen to like three-fourths of an episode. So you're investing a good portion of time to listen to us and our thoughts and what we've been what we've been putting down so you know we definitely are working as hard as we can to give you content that you're going to continuously come back to and continuously support so for everybody and we are still kind of the kind of shifting into what we will initially our final form will be uh so to speak but yeah we're, we're learning as we grow uh did you did you catch the i was about to say okay frieza <laughs> catch the anime reference yeah, yeah dragon ball z yeah as the battle goes on we we keep we keep shifting we keep evolving we we're keep... only using 10 percent of our power yeah right. we're only at ten thousand right now <laughs> but yeah we, we we are just happy to be here happy that it, it it i was very apprehensive for the relaunch you know i was i was so scared that we was going to relaunch under a new title and under a new direction, and our streams is going to go down to t- But, you know, unfor- and thankfully they've gone up. So now we're getting hundreds and hundreds more. So thank you all for supporting. Thank you all for sharing. Thank you all for allowing us to continue this endeavor. Uh, once again, please stay in contact. We want to have an active base. We want to have an active listenership. So any questions, concerns, uh, suggestions, topics, please send them to us. Email, Facebook, we're all over the place. Uh, once again, I am J.M. Banks. And I'm Eric Hawthorne. And this is Urban Alchemy Podcast. Thank you all so much for tuning in. We will see you next time. So you ask what's next? I'm trying to copy your jet. Cops want me, your Rikers Island. Rather copy your island. I'm trying to live as a king. Introduce my woman to royalty. Treat her just as a queen. It's embedded in my DNA. Treat my woman just as a queen. It's embedded in my DNA. Gotta live as a king. Introduce my woman to royalty. The queen, the very definition. I'm past the side, I'm getting driven by her ambition. Her melanin, where I find my endeavors. My disconnect from the world, where the ties get severed. My medicine, my central intelligence, intellect unparalleled. GPS of my rhetoric. The prototype, the concept, her mindset What's to find this royalty, yup, your highness And from the issue, she says my potential Way before the skyline, sweets was presidential When I make this fortune, I'ma build you a fortress Constellation, I'ma star, I'm in awe, in orbit My Delaray, the keeper to my sunshine My Delaray, the keeper to my sunshine Created a melanin, although it seems ominous Determination in the, I mean the future is promising, we dominate you should know We are So you ask what's next I'm trying to copy your jet Cops want me or Rikers Island Rather copy your island I'm trying to live as a king Introduce my woman to royalty Treat her just as a queen It's embedded in my DNA Treat my woman just as a queen It's embedded in my DNA Gotta live as a king Introduce my woman to royalty I hope my 
future sunset the president's pure intelligence definition of black excellence my son is the cure pure medicine mike brown prove the world was sick pure testament i spit this with conviction it's like my pigment it's offensive how you squeeze the trigger plus the victim jury gets defensive jeff reuter the evidence bomb a color the law the dead and in the edison my daughters are the key eternal sunshine spotless my intellect that you can't deny Sandra Bland is the Rosa of our generation We have no Malcolm, so we lose through the poor preparation A king in the beer, Martin Luther, we royalty Plant the seed, harvest the dream, reap where the soil be A king in the beer, Martin Luther is loyalty Ralph Abernathy, Malcolm X, we royalty Ask what's next, I'm trying to copy your jet Cops won't be alright cause island, rather copy your island I'm trying to live as a king Introduce my woman to royalty, treat her just as a queen We're descendants of nations that had millenniums of independence Who made structures of great significance before the rest of the world formed a sentence Before inventions of racial construct, your shade didn't make a difference We are the children of light, the universe's first dependence But they're intimidated by the ramifications of our restoration Criminalized our melanin in fear of genetic annihilation So yes, they do consider us armed and even fear for their lives But for Kring Yacht, Santiwa to Asada, to Corin Gaines, we survive The revolution won't be televised, but it will be monetized One of the immediate solutions being more black-owned institutions Invest in ourselves Instead of questioning ourselves, answering the call of our ancestors, strategizing against our oppressors. No more explanations, just unapologetic proliferation of pride, power, resistance, and divine inspiration. And one day, back into the heavens, we will ascend. But until that day, we fight, we live, we win.